0: Good evening, church. How's everybody doing today? Awesome, awesome. Let's go ahead and just rise to our feet as we go ahead and prepare our hearts for worship. Um, Thank you, God, for this day today. Thank you for letting us be able to be here throughout all the craziness that's happening. And we just pray, Lord, that we're able to just open our hearts, our minds, and our souls to your word today. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: seated we're going to be doing communion tonight if you don't have communion elements raise your hand so we could get them over to you so if you could give us a little bit of lighting in here so that the ushers could see now I haven't checked out the facts yet but I was told And I wanted to check this out before tonight, so I'm going to share some information that hopefully is completely accurate. But they said the difference between a cow and a buffalo is that when a storm comes, the cows run away, and the buffalo runs right into the storm, and... The cows keep running and are getting exhausted and the storm ends up catching up to them anyway. But by that time, they're weak, exhausted, and just ready to give up. You see, this song is talking about in the middle of the storm, we have God on our side. And God is with us and God strengthens us and God is carrying us through the middle of the storm. And it says, death is is defeated. The king is alive. So the buffaloes look at the storm like, all right, you're coming. Let's go. Let's head head, it. I'm going to run right at you because I'm not going to run away. And I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus said in the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. And we're remembering this. It's the Passover meal. And he's saying the Israelites were delivered from captivity. They were set free. And their bodies were healed. Everyone sick was healed. And their clothes grew with them for 40 years. Their shoes grew with them for 40 years. Some of us wish our children's shoes grew with them for 40 weeks. (laughs) Just 40 weeks. But... In the midst of that, he said, I am the, the bread of life. And so when you take Jesus in, you take in healing and you take in everything you need. He needs your every need. So as you hold this bread tonight, let him know what you need. So Father, we just cleanse our heart, mind, and our soul and we say, Lord, we hold this bread remembering that the king is alive. I'm going to praise you in the middle of the storm because not even the storm can make us run away because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the storm. So, Father, thank you. This is the body of Christ, and we thank you the way you gave thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may eat the bread. He then took the cup. And he gave thanks. And he said, this is my new covenant. I'm letting you know I'm going to come back for you. And I'm letting you know I'm not going to drink of this cup again until I come back for you. And I'll keep my promise. And then we're going to break bread together. And we're going to be at a banquet table. And I'm going to break open this amazing banquet. And there I'm going to drink of the cup. And so we have a promise from God to be with us. We have a promise from God to watch over us. And it was the blood that cleansed, the blood that forgave, the blood that heals, the blood that protects. So claim the blood of Jesus over your individual life, but then over your family tonight. Claim the blood over the kids at camp. Claim the blood over the, your family members that live in this city and beyond. So, Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus, for what you did in our life. And I pray in the mighty name of Christ, the risen King, and God's people said amen. Amen. You may drink of the cup. And then stand to your feet, because we have not finished worshiping. We're going to just keep celebrating the risen King. Amen?
2: my savior and my strength so can you in this place just defeat that storm that you're going through and say in the name of Jesus I need some fresh wind here some fresh presence, some fresh power of the Lord God almighty because I am a victor in Jesus name amen he's already won the battle amen and he's going to bring some fresh
3: presence, some fresh grace into you in this place. Because we need a fresh wind, the presence of heaven, and pour your spirit up, and pour your spirit up. I We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of hay.
2: Power. if there's anything that we need it is to know that you are our savior that you've got us that no matter what we're going through your spirit sustains us would you pour your spirit out oh just pour it out in this place and we just thank you heavenly father for you are so good and so gracious that right now we know we are standing on holy ground right now we know that need. we lift up our hands and we can feel your presence in this place that you're filling up our are running over. We just thank you, Heavenly Father. We are humbled and so ever grateful to be in your presence. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just lift up all honor and all praise and all glory to you in this place. Right now, we pray that those kids and cats are filling your presence just as strongly as we are here or even stronger, Heavenly Father, because they need an anointing. They need to fill your love. Would you fill them to overflowing so whatever they with them the whole school year through every battle that they come against lord we pray for their teachers and for their leaders and for everyone who's speaking life into them we pray for the parents and the grandparents that are left behind that they may rest in peace and love knowing that their children are surrounded by the angels of the almighty and that they are receiving the word of god heavenly father we pray Give wisdom and knowledge to the medical providers that are they're just praying, that are just with their families. Heavenly Father, fill, fill those medical providers with knowledge, that they know what to do and what. their moments of grief and sadness, that you would fill them with your love, knowing, Heavenly Father, that you are the giver of all comfort and grace and strength. And we pray for those families right now and all of the other families in this city and across this nation that have lost loved ones to needless violence or for any other reason. We pray, Heavenly Father, your comfort and your love. There are so many more unspoken, minds and souls of your servants, those that raise up their claim to you, because the Bible says, before we even ask, you already know. So would you hear the claim of our hearts, and we stand on the promise that you would know that we will seek and you will answer. And we just thank you for all the things that you've done, for all the things that you are doing right now, and for all the things that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, it is so good to see you in the house of the Lord on holy ground. Would you turn to someone and just say, welcome to holy ground. Holy ground. Holy ground. It's good to see you here in the house of God. It's good to be back in church. I know I've been gone a few days. Let me tell you, I've been um, appreciating very much your prayers. My mother is currently in the hospital as well. So I appreciate your prayers. I've missed seeing you. but It's good to be back worshiping with you today. Um, I know that we all miss our kids that are out at camp, but you know, they're having a great time. We hope that, that they're being blessed. Amen. Um, I got a few few announcements for you. They decided to release the mic to me. (laughs) Vacation Bible School is coming up for those of you who have kiddos. Great time for your kids. And you know the great thing about Vacation Bible School is that if you're one of those parents who don't want to let your kids go very long, all you have to do is let them go in the evenings and you get to see them all day every day. Other than that, But they are here in town, and just like Youth Camp, Vacation Bible School is an amazing time for your kids to learn about God's love for them in a way that is directed specifically at them. And so I encourage you, if your parents, grandparents, guardians, uncles, neighbors of kids who just need a place to go this summer, it's summertime, they're not in school, they need something to do, this is a great opportunity for them to... Be surrounded by people who love them, who want to speak life into them. So I encourage you to get kids involved. Sisterhood is um, this Saturday, June 3rd. It's a time for us to get together and just chat, talk about God, and eat good stuff. Like if you like to sit around with ladies and chat and eat, June 3rd, right here in the foyer, that's the place for you to be. Good food. I encourage you to come out. You bring your own Um, Whatever breakfast item or it doesn't have to be breakfast. I personally encourage chocolate of any kind I think that chocolate you can eat at any time of the day But the guest speaker this week this Sunday is an amazing woman of God a mentor of mine Someone that I look up to someone who I want to be when I grow up our very own sister Cindy Mansfield So I encourage you to come here what God has laid on her heart I am sure it is going to be inspiring. Um, NBC Young Adults is next Thursday. I know that they're all out of school, and once again, they need something to do, something to keep them on track. Um, I encourage you to have your NBC Young Adults come next Thursday. Um, we have our mobile food distribution. Not to leave the men's out, because I just talked about the women's breakfast, so I'm going to be you know, fair and talk about the men's breakfast for all you gentlemen. There's another occasion for you. That is next Saturday, not this Saturday. If you show up this Sunday, you'll be with the ladies. So make sure, gentlemen, you show up next Saturday. That's for um, the men's breakfast. And then um, MB Kids Family Game Night is Saturday, June 10th. That's just for you guys to come out as a family, hang out, and play some games, all kinds of games, hopefully not Monopoly because you will be here for three weeks, but all kinds of other games. I personally encourage Uno. So all of these opportunities, there's just, you know, all kinds of things for you and your family to do. We, as the Church of God, New Beginnings Church of God, we put all these things together to bless you so that you have opportunities for your family to grow, either together or in their own way in the, in the love of God. So we encourage you to participate. Encourage your kids to par- participate. Encourage your young people to participate. And if you think that there's a good idea something that we're not doing that you think would be awesome and another way for us to get church members involved, please by all means let us know there's a QR code that's going to pop up here behind me, that's a good way for you guys to connect, let us know what you're thinking, let us know if you have a great idea, let us know if you have a prayer request, let us know if you want to get baptized, it's a good way to communicate back and forth between our church leaders and you it is again awesome to see you Awesome um, to know that there's all kinds of people joining us online. Can we get a shout of praise, shout of welcome to those that are joining us online? Amen. <laughs> Everything that we do here would not be possible without your faithful giving. Again, that QR code will pop up. You can give that way. and You can give the old-fashioned way by dropping off your cash or your checks in the, in the boxes all around us. And we just thank you so much for all that you're doing and just think of all the ways that your giving um, is helping others in the church. Everything that I read tonight, vacation Bible, so- vocation Bible school, kids at youth camp, sisterhood, NBC young adults, a mobile food distribution, men's breakfast, newbie kids night, and then all of the other things that I didn't have time to mention, all of those things are because of your faithful giving. Um, Just want to let you know one last thing. If you are here and you usually go to youth night, there's no youth service tonight. You have to sit with the adults. Sorry about that. But I can promise you that the speaker tonight is amazing. Another amazing, (laughs) impressive man of God. Someone who I aspire to be when I grow up again. (laughs) Would you welcome Reverend Dr. Mansfield to the
1: I love you. I wonder what she wants or something. I must, I probably got to give her $50 for saying all those nice things. Guys, uh, we got a report from youth camp that uh, the Holy Spirit's working phenomenal and that tonight is night three that they've been there. And they said that the sermons have been like right on the money and that the altars have been full every night. And I'm just like, hallelujah, how wonderful, because my grandkids are out there too. And uh, one of my grandsons got saved there last year and he got baptized when he came back. And, uh, and pray for those, we had 15 people that got baptized uh, this past Sunday And that was a glorious, glorious time. I'm telling you, it was just wonderful to see what God is doing. Guys, we've been doing this uh, sermon series called What We Really Need. And in life, we don't always know what we need. So our parents are always guiding us. And they're feeding us the right things to eat. So that was why they give you protein and they go, you've got to eat your spinach because we want to be like Popeye the Sailor Man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you've got to eat your vegetables and you've got to eat beans because that's protein and you have to eat some meat or chicken there and on and on and on. And they give you nourishing food so that you could get stronger. And they start you off with a bottle, or if they breastfeed, and then the bottle they shift over to adding a little bit of cereal, and the cereal starts fattening you up a little bit and getting you prepared to you know, to eat a little bit. So you get the thicker milk now, and then they start you. They start giving you the pureed uh, baby food, and then finally they they start getting some beans, and they mash the beans, or they give you some rice, and and they give you food that you can handle, but they expect you to start growing and getting stronger and stronger as you come along. And as you're getting stronger, you could gauge, and you, that's why the, when your baby is newborn, and then they have to, you have to go to the doctor for like the eight-week checkup, and then on and on and on because they have to make sure that your baby is growing properly and isn't abnormal. But it's on a normal pace of growing. And they even measure it and they go, man, your kid's probably gonna be like 5'11 when he grows up or your kid's gonna be like six foot tall when he grows up and on and on and on. And they could gauge it by all these things. Well, the Bible wants us to grow. And what I want to talk about tonight is what we really need is spiritual growth. We need to grow, and we need to be able to grow, and we need to be able to, to, to grow in regards to our salvation. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, starting at verse 11, I'm going to just read five verses, verse 11 through 14, and then we're going to jump to the very next chapter. But starting in verse 11 of chapter 5 of Hebrews that says, there is much more that we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you were spiritually dull. Can you imagine getting a letter like that from from one of the apostles. They don't know for sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. They think it was the apostle Paul, but they don't know for a fact. But but can you imagine? He goes, no, I'd, I'd really like to really teach you some deep stuff, but you're, you're just spiritually dull. <laughs> and you don't seem to listen. Some of you said right now, what did he say? What did he say? Because you're not listening. <laughs> he says, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. But instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. And you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Man, I want to give you some carne adavada and you're sitting there still sucking on pureed food. I want to give you some chile con carne. I want to give you, are you with me? Man, when those kids finally get to eat it, they're like, man, why you been holding out? Well, you haven't been stepping up. He goes, because you can't eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Ouch. So if you're still going, well, I'm a baby Christian. Grow up. Well, I'm still on a bottle. Get rid of the bottle. Get rid of it and start eating. Well, they don't feed me at the church I go to. Learn to use your own fork. Get a Bible and start reading and start studying. Well, I don't know. Oh, come on. Grow up. Did I say that out loud? I? Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Wow. I jump to chapter six of Hebrews, and we're just gonna read verse one. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. So he's saying, look, there's nothing wrong with preaching about, you know, You need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. But you gotta. It's like you don't get saved every single week. You're not supposed to. Some people go to the altar every week. I need to accept Jesus. I need to. No, you already (laughs) accepted Jesus. It's like saying I got married, but I gotta. I go to the altar every week. Uh, Marry us again, man. It's wearing off. (laughs) No, the only one wearing off is you. Where's your love? He says, "You've lost your first love." Okay, back to the sermon. He said, "Let us go on instead and become mature." in our understanding. So we need to start understanding like, oh, I don't have to get saved every week. Now there's nothing wrong with coming to the altar every week. There's nothing wrong with praying for more of Jesus every week, but that you have to, I need to get saved again. I need to get saved again. I need to get saved again. No, no, you need to understand what you're doing is what you need. So he says, surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. So he's saying, you don't have to get saved all over again. You already got saved. What you need to do is start growing spiritually in regards to your salvation, amen? So Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that tonight we could really get it and we could really see it and we could really understand what it is we're supposed to do to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you watching online, thank you for joining us. Man, we've been having somebody join us from Qatar, which is in the Middle East. And has someone from our church that's deployed in the military over there. And we thank God for the internet because we have people from around the world watching. Thank you for joining us. But look, I wanna talk about truths Truths about growth, truths about growth. The first thing I want to say is that growth takes place when you learn things after you know it all. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, don't you know people that know it all? Uh, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that. You know, they don't have a teachable spirit. You're trying to teach them? I know, I know how to do that, I know how to do that. Or they're too embarrassed to say they don't know. I've already told my stories, but here it goes again. I used to hate admitting that I didn't know how to do something. And I was a young kid, and I was working for my uncle. He had a hardwood flooring company. And they had, they. I, I knew how to wax the floor. We usually, literally used to hand wax it. So we'd do the wax on, wax off. I mean, literally, we would get the and we would wax the floor by hand and then we would buff it afterwards so he goes do you know how to wax the floor sure of course i do and he goes do you know how to use a buffer now i had never used a buffer but there were some guys that worked there that were dumber than me that knew how to use a buffer so i figured man if they could use a buffer i could use a buffer have you ever had that attitude if they could do it i could do it i know everything so i go sure So they go, look, man, we got a lot of jobs today. So they took me to a job site. They dropped me off with a buffer and what I needed and the wax, the rags and stuff. And I'm there waxing the whole place, all the the area I had to wax. And now it had dried and now I'm ready to buff it. And I did not know how to use a buffer. Now, I had seen them use a buffer, and the guys using the buffers would go like this and with one hand and one hand over here. So I get the buffer. Now, if you don't know how to use a buffer, it, it's, it's got the handle, and you've got to find the perfect sweet spot for the handle. And it's usually kind of like belt belt line, right about the belt line, your waistline. But So I get the buffer, and it's not properly set, and it's going boom, 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 boom. It's bouncing like crazy. So I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? God help me. God help me. What am I going to do? I shouldn't have told him I didn't. I knew how to use the buffer. Man, I mean, I was adjusting that stupid buffer, and it was bouncing all over the place. Hit the wall. I go, oh, I'm going to knock a hole in the wall, man. So finally, the only way I could get the buffer to work I put the handle all the way down and I had to buff the whole house like this. <laughs> the minute I got back to the shop, I told Arturo, Oye, Turi, Turi, show me how to use the buffer. And then they showed me how to use the buffer and then I could do it with one hand, orale, even spin it around like if I was, like if I was dancing or something. No, I really could. I figured I know it all. Thank God there's no one else in the room like that that knows it all, and you can never teach them anything because they know it all. You know who you are, don't you? And if you don't know who you are, ask your neighbor, am I like that? No, don't ask him now. I don't want any fighting in the church tonight. But we are like that. And I really mean it. We need to spiritually grow Once we think we've learned it all. I've already taken discipleship 101. I've taken beginning discipleship. I could teach that before I even showed up. And you know why you're not teaching it? Because you keep backsliding every other week. You're not living it. You're not walking it and talking it and breathing it and, and praying it. And you ought to be teaching it. Yes, you should. But the reason you're not is your lifestyle doesn't match up with your testimony. You're still falling apart every other week. And you don't know why you can't teach yet. Ah, they don't even let me serve. (laughs) Well, man, you got arrested last night for drunk driving. (laughs) You made the front page. Everyone knows what's going on in your life. See, some of us, we have hidden sins. And we think we get away with it because no one knows about them, but God knows. He knows. He knows. He knows more than you think. He, he knows. And there's other people that know. It's like some of you are, are not living right, right now. And then you wonder, why can't, I, why can't I serve? Why can't I serve? Well, you need to get right with God. And, and, and you need to grow and you need to learn after you think you know it all. That's why he said in the passage we just read, he says, he goes, you need someone to teach you basic truths when you ought to be eating solid food. You haven't even learned to eat solid food yet because every time you put solid food in your mouth, you start choking. (coughs) I don't understand this passage. It, It contradicts. It doesn't contradict. You just don't know. And you're learning, you're learning theology, you're learning the Bible from TikTok and Snapchat and social media, Instagram. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Where? Well, let me look it up. I saw an Instagram it says this. No, what does the Bible say? Thank God no one in here has done that. But we know some people like that, don't we? Oh, you guys are saying, he, he's looking around, he heard about me. See, we need to grow. We need to grow. We need to grow spiritually. A second thing we need to do is growth takes place when we continue to attempt new things even after we've mastered some. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Okay, there's certain things that all of us do. Some of us do it better than others, and some of you have mastered certain things. But just because you master one thing, let me tell you, there's many, many other things you can master, and you can try, and you could really try to attempt. And some of you have gotten really good at praying, and you know how to pray. Don't you know those people that pray really beautiful prayers? Man, their prayers are like a sermon. Sermon. You're like, God, they know how to pray. See, I don't think I'm one of those people that pray real pretty. Some people pray and you're like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful prayer. I'm, I'm the guy that goes, hey God, it's Richard. Yeah, down here. <laughs> new, new beginnings? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're over here. Yeah, we're behind raising canes. Okay. <laughs> and God, you know what? And No, but I, I just talk to God in my normal talk. And I just use my normal, normal voice. When, when I was in Bible college, they say, you ought to get a pulpit voice. And I go, what's a pulpit voice? And some guys, when they would go up there, they would talk just like I do right now. They just had a, just a regular voice. But what they got behind the pulpit, and the Lord said it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right there. I'm like I can barely talk like this. What am I going to start talking? And the Lord, and the Lord wants you to know. Thus saith the Lord. You know, it's just be yourself. Get good at what you do, but keep learning. Keep growing. Keep saying, "Wow, man, that's I'm good at that." But now I need to learn how to do this. Like some of you say, oh, I could never share the gospel. Well, guess what? We're supposed to. Every one of us is supposed to be a minister of the gospel. We're supposed to be sharing and caring. We're supposed to be pouring out and telling people about the Lord. It's like when I travel, even locally, I like telling people about the Lord. I enjoy telling people. You know why? Because I don't know if they're going to live that day, beyond that day. We live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where they kill people. We live in Albuquerque that that we eat a lot of chicharrones, and so (laughs) we have heart attacks. (laughs) No, I'm being serious. Did you know that, that African Americans, Native Americans, and Hispanics have the highest gallbladder problems in the state of New Mexico. Actually, in the nation. Hispanics, African Americans, and Native Americans. And you know why? Chicharrones, and fry bread, and chitlins, and everything, we fry everything. (laughs) They even have at the state fair fried dinkies, or what are they called? Twinkies, not dinkies, twinkies. (laughs) Deep-fried Twinkies? What are we doing? Double-dipped double potatoes. Oh, my gosh, man. And then we, we don't know why we're double-dipped. Oh, my gosh. We, we, need to, we need to say, what can I learn? What can I learn? How can I learn this? How can I, how can I learn to pray? How can I learn to share the gospel? How can I learn to tell people it's your story? If Jesus is in your life and you were all messed up, you just tell him your story. It's your story. No one can say, nah, yeah, I, I yeah. Your story might be like crazy radical. Yeah, so I was a mess addict. You really? You were? Wow. Yeah, I was all strung out on methamphetamines. I was was strung out on fentanyl. Really? Yeah, I was on heroin. What? Yeah, I was a prostitute. What? Yeah, man, I I was a thief. I used to break in people's houses. What? uh, Whatever. But Jesus set me free. What? Yeah. You know what? I, I went to this church, and they told me about Jesus, and they told me that Jesus suffered dying and was buried on the third day. He rose from the dead and he's gonna come back for his church and that he could change my life. And I, I prayed to accept Jesus and I didn't even go to the altar. I didn't even raise my hand. I just prayed on my own. I was, I was an undercover Christian. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to know. Thank God we don't have any undercover Christians here. Man. Some people have said, Pastor, why do you make them stand up? Because you know what? If you're married, I know that. I want my wife telling everybody I'm a married woman. She wants me telling everyone I'm a married man. I'm not ashamed. Amen. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. And some people are, are all like, I, don't, I hope no one takes pictures and puts it on Facebook or, <laughs> or on or. I hope they don't Snapchat me oh my gosh, people are going to know I'm at a church on a Wednesday night instead of at happy hour? This is happy hour. This is the greatest joy you can have. You get all amped up, all wired up, all, oh, orale, and you're not even drunk, and it didn't cost you any money. You're like, wow. I came to church, and I'm all, yeah. What they give you? Jesus. Man, he sets me free. He sets me on fire. He healed my marriage. He healed my home. He gave me back my children. Gave me back my mom and dad. Gave us back my family. That's the testimony. How can you not tell people about that? Sometimes at a restaurant, I'll just ask the waitress, not embarrass them. Do you have Jesus? Because if not, you're going to go to hell. No, no, Oh, man, they really feel that. No, but say, if you're going to go out tonight, when the waitress comes up, say, hey, what what would you like to drink? Say, hey, real, real quick. we're, We're about to pray. Is there anything you'd like us to pray for you about? Just ask them like that. And say, hey, do you mind if I even pray for you now? I promise not to embarrass you. And don't start yelling at the top of your lungs. God's not deaf. She's, she or he's standing there and you're praying so the people in the back of the restaurant can hear you. God, help this lost waitress. Help this lost waiter. They're going to go to hell. They need Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Don't pray for me like that. Pray with love and respect. Say, is there anything I can pray for you about? We're going to pray. Man, they'll they'll start opening up. And if they just say nothing, say, you know what? We'll pray for you anyway. And if you'd like, you're welcome to join us. And then if they join you, say a 10-second prayer. Just say, Heavenly Father, what's your name? Susie. Be with Susie. What's your name? Johnny. Be with Johnny. Comfort them. Minister to them. Meet their every need in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it. You don't have to say, pray for my family. Are you having problems? Oh, my gosh. mitotero totero. That means nosy, busybody. And are you and your wife having problems? Uh, are you still together? Oh, my gosh. Would you shut up? God's even going, just pray. You see, we master some things, but we don't others. We need to tell people about Jesus. We need to learn how to share that. We need to really be able to to continue to grow even after we've gotten really good at some things. Another thing we need to do with growth is growth takes place when we get more from the growth process than the growth destination. Now hear me it's not about getting to where you're going to go but in the process of getting there that you go wow man god is really teaching me see we just read it in the passage here you need the basics over and over and over no quit forget quit just forget about where you want to go i mean it's good to have a goal but some people just want the destination and they they all they are, are focusing on, I gotta get there, gotta get there, gotta get there. And they don't even enjoy the way getting there. They haven't even seen how God's taking you through trials to make you stronger. It's kind of like you've you've heard the story of the caterpillar that finally builds a cocoon, and while it's in there, it transforms and metamorphosis takes place, and that caterpillar turns into a butterfly. But as it starts breaking through its the wings are being spread out and it starts tearing open the cocoon if you help the cocoon and you cut it open with some scissors or something do you know that that butterfly won't be able to fly because the way God designed it is as that butterfly is fighting and pressing and pushing against the, the cocoon to tear it open. It's building up its muscles. It's in the gym going, yeah, do do this. Do, do, do everything you need to do to build up those biceps and triceps. And all of a sudden, it finally breaks through and it's starts da, and it's flying. Let me fly away. I'm going to fly away,
0: yeah.
1: Lenny Kravitz. No, I mean, no, no, no. No, I will fly away, oh glory, yeah, 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 the Lord. Either way, you're going to fly. Why? Because you went through the process of, of breaking through. You went through the process of growth. You went through the process. It wasn't the destination that you wanted so desperately. It was getting there that you enjoyed it. Like kids nowadays, especially, but even adults, they don't enjoy the ride. So the minute they get in the car, are we there yet? And what do they do after that? They put their face right down into their, their, their phone or their tablet or whatever. And, and you're going, oh man, did you see the deer? Where, where? Like if the deer are going to go, here we are, take a picture. <laughs> they're deer, they're running. There's antelope, where? Because we live in New Mexico where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom is heard a discouraging word. Okay, I'm sorry. But we do. And we do have antelope here. And we have deer. And we have bear. And we have all kinds of stuff. I'll never forget the first time I went to Glacier National Park, and I was up in Montana. And they took me there. And I'm there, and I got my camera ready, and I'm there looking, scoping, looking. And man, and all of a sudden, I go, are there bear here? They go, yeah, there really are. I go, like, black bear? They go, yeah, there's even grizzlies here. Wow. And there's goats here, the kind of mountain goats that stand. If you've ever seen the cartoons, their four little legs are on just a little rock, and they're on the side of the mountain. And, and I'm, I'm looking at that. And all of a sudden, there goes a bear on the road. I go, stop, stop, there's a bear. They go, we've seen a bear before. I never have out in the wild. This is wild, dude. So I'm there checking out the bear. And I'm there trying to get a picture of the bear. The bear didn't even stop and pose like I thought they do, like on TV. Hi. <laughs> I got to see grizzly bear and those mountain goats up, up on the mountain. And we had a telescope to check them out. And I got to see everything because I was on a mission to enjoy the process of getting there. I was not just say, hey, tell me when we get there. Wake me up when we get there. Some people are like, oh, I can't wait till I get a promotion. When I get a promotion, I'm going to do this. And when I be able to move in the house in that neighborhood, and when I get, and when I get, and when I get, and all you ever focus on is the destination, but you forget about the process getting there. You don't even enjoy it. Look, if you've been a Christian for a while, you'll notice that Christians will sit around talking about how God took them through. And they go, oh, dude, you should have seen when I first started off. I was a real idiot. I didn't, look, my story, I became a pastor a year and nine months after getting saved. And here I am at a Bible study one time. And they go, hey, pastor, in the book of nehemiah it says this and i go oh yeah let's look it up so i know nehemiah's in the old testament but i thought it was back in the back with all the other prophets but it's in the front i was there going get nehemiah he moved and he didn't even give a forwarding address (laughs) where is he man and i'm the pastor and i didn't know where the book of nehemiah was And I had to go to the table of contents and meanwhile I'm talking and saying, yes, Nehemiah, he he was serving the king and uh, God told him to rebuild the wall. And I finally find the table, page 892. I'm there going to 892. I'm like, thank
0: you, God. Thank you, God.
1: (laughs) I'm there, okay. Note the self, (laughs) tonto. Read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and get to know where everything is because I hadn't even studied all of it yet. I was a baby Christian, I was already pastoring. Man, but let me tell you, when you talk to other pastors and other Christians, I was talking, somebody asked me the other day, have you always been real good at baptizing people? I go, man, I, I thought I was until all of a sudden I baptized this married couple. And this dude, he was six foot four and he weighed like close to 300 pounds and she was only four foot 11 and weighed about 90 pounds so i baptized him first and he goes in under the water man it was like like king kong or something and i bring him up out of the water and then she was next well she was only 92 pounds but with him, I had to kind of push down. So I get hurt. I push down with the same force, and her eyes went like, Ding! "Like what's he doing to me? He's gonna drown me!" Her feet even came up out of the water. They're kicking, and oh my gosh, man! I go, ah, I pulled her up right away. I go, "I'm so sorry." Anthony was so large and so heavy, and you're not. And she was like. Okay, I'm okay. And I'm going, so am I, hey man. Wow. See, I've learned things through the process. Some people are like, I know how to do that, I know how to do that. Somebody sent me a TikTok they saw about a baptism. And the guy tried to take her down, and 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 she didn't go down all uh, under all the way. So he, instead of doing it again. He put his hand around her neck and pushed her down so she got the pastor in a headlock and they're wrestling in the water. I'm like, okay. Thank God we don't do that here. See, you've got to teach them along the way. So. We need to grow spiritually. If you haven't grown spiritually, number one, it's either because you don't know Jesus Christ and you haven't given your life to Jesus and you need Jesus. You need Jesus. Or it might be because you've given your life to Jesus, but you never read, you don't study, you don't show up to church, but maybe once a Wednesday a month and one Sunday a month and you, and, and you expect to know everything you got to come to Christ and you come to grow. And there's a lot of ways of growing. You you need to get involved in, and serve the church. I started a list and, 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 and I gave a list and I said 10 things that'll add spiritual growth to your life. But I don't know how to count because I said 10 things but the list has... 31 things on it, <laughs> and there's many others I left off, but these are some ways you can start growing spiritually. Number one, Sunday morning worship service. Two, Wednesday night worship service. Number three, take discipleship classes. Number four, small groups. In other words, like we have a class that's called learning to teach, learning to teach class. The Bethel series class, the WIN, Women in Need. Christian education classes, we have a bunch of them. We have a 12-step class. We have a worship media and art, uh, audio and visual team. It's a worship team. If, you, if you're a musician or a singer, come in and try out and see if we, if, you, if we could put you on. Or we need people to run the screen, the words you see on the screen, or the sound, or the, just there's a lot of things that we do. We have weddings and funerals all the time, and we have special events that we need stuff. We have a women's ministry where you could get involved. They told you this weekend is sisterhood. If you haven't shown up, bring, and even if you don't bring anything, it's a potluck type style, but if you don't bring anything, show up anyway. It's a great time to get to worship with women and get to have a lot of fun with women. We have CWC, which is Christian women's connection. We have we have sisterhood. We have conferences and conventions for women, retreats for women. We have a men's ministry. We have a monthly men's breakfast. We have a men's Bible study. We have a men's retreat and other things we do as men. We have a missions outreach team and trips. We've gone to Africa before, to Mexico before. We're gonna be planning a, a, an outreach real soon to do... Outreach here just in our own city. And I'm going to invite you to go with me. And where we're going to go, even though it's a ministry of our church, it's completely not connected here. We're going to go on to God's warehouse and serve and, and minister there and, and to, to really bring light in the midst of darkness. And 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 there's things that you could do. We have a, a, a hospitality ministry there are men and women that serve at funerals and, and, and at events and the donut ministry and other things like that. They're the ones that serve back there. We have a greeting ministry. They're the ones that greet. Sunday, somebody came up to me and go, oh, pastor, this church has the best greeters in the world, and I believe it. David heads that, and he does an amazing job. David Martinez, man, he's just awesome at it, and he's got a great crew. We have ushers. They're the ones that, once you're inside the sanctuary, to make sure you have communion, make sure you find a seat and help you, and, and, and they get those things for you. We have newbie, newbie kids, newbie children, New Beginnings Children's Ministry. We're going to have Vacation Bible School. Man, we have hundreds of kids that come out, and we need volunteers. They have parents' night out. They need workers back there. They need any of you to say, well, I don't do good with little, little kids, but... I'm good with babies. We need somebody to just rock the baby, take care of the newborn babies, to be a, that grandma figure, to, to watch the kids while their parents go to class or come in the sanctuary. We have a youth ministry where where they have events nights and they have movie nights and they have fun events and, and really neat things. You can volunteer to, to, to help in the youth. We have a set-up and tear-down ministry like when we're going to have a special event, to set up tables, tear down tables and chairs. We have a prison ministry. They go out to the prison once a week, out to the women's prison in Grants. We have God's Warehouse Homeless Ministry where we're feeding anywhere from three to 500 people every day there. And, and we are in charge every Tuesday and Friday when we need helpers there. We have a food distribution ministry that once a month, the, the second Friday of the month, We give out food here at the front of the church and 15,000 pounds, it's a lot of food and it's a lot of work, but it's so refreshing and so enjoyable to do and you get to know others. We have His Hand Extended Food Pantry. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we have our food pantry open. It's called His Hand Extended and we give out food. We have a special outreach events ministry like trunk or treat or giving back to the community or our Easter outreach and other things we go to a, we go to a neighborhood apartments and we set up and we do hot dogs and and we do puppets and we do music and on and on there. We have a office assistance ministry where where sometimes we need extra help in the office and people come and volunteer time in the office doing Different stuff, putting together the discipleship books and other things that they do. We have a prayer chain ministry that, if you're on the prayer chain, people call in and they go, Hey, man, we have an urgent need. And we make one phone call, and those people call their captains and they call their team. And before you know it, you have hundreds and hundreds of people praying for people. We have a security ministry to just keep a safe and a a, a place where people they keep to make sure you're safe and to make sure. They, they, they know first aid if someone gets injured or hit, hurt. We have a young adults ministry for kids that are now out of high school, but they're not, some are in college, some are not in college, but they're from 18. If they're out of high school, 18 to 30-year-olds, and they do different activities and Bible study and stuff. We have a, a grief-share ministry for people that have lost loved ones to process out their feelings and their emotions. We have a re marriage ministry. Where we're helping marriages that are in major trouble and some that just want to tune up and make a strong marriage. And, and it's really going amazing what's happening there. We have an information booth where you could get all the information you need. And if not, we'll find it for you. We have a parking lot ministry and, and, and we're going to need some help there. And be on the lookout. I want to buy one of those, those golf carts that have like about four seats in them, maybe five seats. Like they have at UNM Hospital. And if I was still a crook, I'd just go steal one from UNM, but <laughs> I'm not like that anymore. So but but I say that because some of you might work at UNM. Ask, do what do we do with the golf carts? Do we sell them? Do do we get rid of them? Do you ever donate them to a church? Because they could donate them as well. And sometimes they do. But we're gonna need that. And and we're we're restarting our our ministry for seniors. I don't like calling it senior citizens because it's for 55 and older. But even if you're 85, you're, you better not call an 85-year-old a senior citizen. I'm not a senior citizen. I'm still, I still got it, and I can still move. So we're calling it Epic, Epic Beginnings because, man, it's, it's a great ministry. And we partner with Under His Construction, and they need mentors And they need people to come alongside of them, people to help them. And they're always doing different projects. Uh, Frontline resurrection, they need mentors. They need people to pray with them and encourage them. There's other ministries that you could get involved here at this church because when you get involved, you're going to grow. But some of you haven't even surrendered to Jesus. You keep fighting. It's like, why? So if you haven't given your life to Jesus, If you haven't accepted him as your Savior and your Lord and you want to do that tonight, raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor? I have been fighting that. Amen. Praise God. Anyone else? Is there anyone else? If if, if that's you, if that's you, stand to your feet. Come on. If you want to accept Jesus, stand to your feet. If you don't know him and you have never surrendered... Would you pray with my brother? Just say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Today, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord, and I want to be free. Transform my life and give me a life of joy and peace and celebration. I pray in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Brother, come up here real quick like, man. I want to shake your hand, brother. Man, what an exciting day. What's your name? Uh, John, praise God. Look, John, this is Pastor Chris. He's got a Bible and some material he's going to give you and, and celebrate. But look, isn't that an exciting day? Praise God. Now listen, some of you should already be growing by now, but you haven't grown And you need to step it up. So you know where you are right now. You know what you're up against. And today, what I invite you to do is to come to the altar and say, God, this is it. I'm going to lay down that thing that's keeping me from growing. So you might be putting more attention into other things than God. And to just pray with one another and for yourself. So would you stand with me as we sing this song? Make your way up. Make your way up and celebrate what God is doing. I just love the worship tonight. Man, Javier is playing one drum and it sounds like he's on the drum set. That's like crazy. But Roxy and Wally, thank you guys for leading us. But would you cry out to God right now? Would you cry out to God and, and, and pray with one another? If you're one of the prayer team, get up here and pray with people because they're hurting. They need prayer. But let's seek God, let's seek Him out.
0: Sing it. The holy anointing, yes, Lord. The power of Your presence, pour Your Spirit, out, pour your spirit out.
1: And that's exactly what You've done tonight, Lord. You've poured out Your Spirit. You have breathed upon us. You have given us Your Holy Spirit, and Lord, You have spoken. And it's up to us now to respond. We're either going to say, yes, Lord, here I am, or we're going to say, you know what, Lord, leave me alone. And, Father God, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, Father God, so we cry out to you right now. Whether they're watching online or they're right here in this room, we are believing, God, that you are going to do a supernatural work. And that, Lord, we have surrendered the things that have distracted us from growing. And we're committing ourselves to grow in the Lord and to get stronger in the Lord. So help us, Lord. Guide us, Lord. Direct us, Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and God's people said amen. Amen. We love you, church. God bless you. Greet somebody on the way out. Blessings to you.